want to jump in. Um, today's message is about making decisions. That's something we can all relate to, right? Both of you. Yeah. The other rest, the other, the other 50, 40 people, you can probably have to make something before today's out too. But I'm talking about making decisions. How many people have made some good decisions? Look at the wife and say, good decisions. Look at your husband and say, glad you made a good decision. <laughs> Just trying to help you out. But we make some good ones. Uh, anybody make some bad ones? All right, I don't, I don't, I'm going to pray for everybody but Miss Robin, because everybody else is my own. Yeah. We make some bad decisions sometimes, don't we? Now, wives don't turn that around when we just said that. Y'all catch that. But sometimes we drag our feet, don't we? Sometimes we drag our feet on making some decisions. And sometimes we make some decisions way too hastily, right? I'm in. I'm in. Yeah? I mean, you could just, you know, if you just ran it through that filter one more time, you think, man, maybe I wouldn't have done that. I don't know. I'm just speaking for me. But it's part of life and it's part of what we do. And I've heard a lot of times people just do this. They say, well, hey, just uh, go ahead and uh, just make a decision. I'm good with it. And, and sometimes I guess that's okay. But then again, sometimes I think that we just don't want to run the risk of being wrong. Anybody like being wrong? Oh. It will happen, right? <laughs> it will happen. You can be wrong sometimes. How many know it's okay to be wrong sometimes? Right? Yeah. <laughs> the person, he's used to it. I got a buddy of mine start running and doing some stuff in the stock market. He says, I'm getting good at losing, man. He's trying to pick the positive. I said, man, we got to turn that around. But regardless of what's going on in your life, we all have to make decisions. And first, I'm just going to tell you this. I think the most important decision that you will ever make in your life is calling on the name of Jesus. Amen. But there's a lot of other decisions that we make. But how do we go about making them? That's kind of what I want to talk about today. How do we how do we weigh that out? So many times it's it's, it's a process of different things like that. But I, I want to talk about three areas that the enemy wants us to focus on when we get ready to make a decision. Y'all ready for it? It should be on your handout. Fear, doubt, and worry. Anybody do that? I thought so. Right. Fear, doubt, and worry. But God wants to give you faith, confidence, and peace. Amen. He wants to turn that thing around. So I just want to kind of start with that. I want to open with our scripture. You know how many how many know it's just, it's good. God's word doesn't have to be long to be powerful. Right? But it's all good. And uh, Psalm 56 or 11 says, And God I trust, and I am not afraid. Get that in your heart. Next time the enemy comes against you. It's not a real long one. It's not a real long phrase. But it's a real truth, isn't it? It's not a problem at all. So I want you to know that God is in control. But see, what Satan wants us to do is keep focusing on what he's been doing. He's a counterfeiter. He'll, he'll sell you down the road. He'll take you further than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and make you pay more than you got. Amen? So we've got to be careful with those things. But, you know, even when we go through things and we have our scripture in our heart and everything else, it doesn't keep Satan from rearing his unholy head, right? He's still nipping at your, at your feet, right? But he's a defeated foe. So we read the rest of the book. Anybody read the rest of the book? We win. We win, right? There you go. I saved you a little time, but I still want you to read it. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's it. But he wants to try to knock us down and, and try to introduce the fear factor. Now, you know, some of you on Facebook and different things, and some don't like it, and I was not a big fan of it, but I use it for a ministry tool. And I try, at least five or six days a week, pray in the morning, roll over, and write something that God has just laid on my heart. And this week, one of the things I wrote, I rolled over, Denise had the news on, and it's politics everywhere. And I'm not going to get into that today, but I thought... This is what I wrote. Wow, I wonder what would happen if folks talked about Jesus as much as they talked about politics. Amen. That's just what was on my heart. 
And then I said, you know what? Share some Jesus today. Now, usually, you know, folks that do Facebook, you get a like or this or that. I want to tell you, 177 times people wrote like on that. 20 comments and 15 people shared that. I said, I must have hit a number. But what are we going to do with that? I'm not talking about politics today. I'm talking about what can we insert into our daily life to make some changes. Jesus. The best change. And I thought, man, when, when I rolled up, because when I went to bed, the news was on. When I rolled over, the news was on. I'm doing different things. And the news, it's just, it's one up in the, 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 the mud. The nasty gram, whatever it is, he said, she said, he said, she said, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. And I thought, well, what did God say? And I got to think about that. Man, what did God say? So there's decisions to be made. Are we going to listen to everything that everybody says out here when we have a problem? Are we going to listen to the word of God? That's why I'm coming back with that. Are we going to turn around and focus on what God says? So just with that being said, you know what? I guarantee you that God will grant you an opportunity today. To bring him into a conversation somewhere. Amen. You know, I happen to know that God dwells over in food line, right? The Mexican restaurant, uh, where everywhere you go, because you bring them with you. And the reason I say that, because every time I got a story, they say, well, I was over at food line. I was over here. Man, God goes with you. You take him everywhere you go. And so you have to be the one to make the decision. Are you going to let him out the box? You say, well, what do you mean? We kind of keep the Lord in the box sometimes, don't we? We take him out on, on Sundays and, you know, get ready and do that. And then we argue on the way home, right? Where we're going to eat. Woo! That was that little pin to drop. Ding! You know, it's so true, man. But I want today to focus on we can trust in God. It's not a hard message to speak. It's a whole different message to live. Amen? So let's take a look at that. Everybody ready to say amen? amen. All right. The fear factor. The devil loves the fear factor. Media loves the fear factor. Sales loves it. I mean, you've got to have this right now. You know, you've got to call now. Because if you don't call now, you're going to miss out on something. You know? You ever go to McDonald's and it's a hot day and they go, would you like to have a really nice ice cream with this and that? And then they're painting a picture. It's called suggestive sale. Right? And would you like to get uh, a, a small Coke for 75 cents or the large one for a dollar? And basically, if you buy the small one, you're an idiot. Right? See, they start switching it around and all these things like that. So what happens is that the enemy wants to try to make you feel like you're not making the best decision unless you make his decision. That makes sense? Man, he can paint a picture, can he? I heard Charles Stanley say one time, said the devil's like making the soup. He's got it at the right temperature, just like you like. Put everything in there. Boom, you step over the lid and you go, what in the world happened? You know what I mean? But I'm going to tell you what. Let's eat from the hand of God, the word of God. Amen. The bread of life. So let's take a look at this. Wrote a few things down. I said the enemy tries, and I underlined that last night when I went back to it, to use fear to control us and hold us back. The enemy does not want you to move ahead on anything. I said if we, if he can make us focus on all that is bad, he, convince, he can convince us that we can't handle it. And I can say it this way. If you just sit there and, and continue to preach over and over and over what uh, is bad in your life, it'll take you from here to there. Is there a truth to that? We rehearse the hurt, rehearse the hurt, rehearse the hurt, rehearse the hurt. How many people got jobs that they'd rather not have? I'm being honest. <laughs> okay, I'm going to pray for everybody else that's got that job. I'm gonna say, but we, come home, we give them eight hours, right? 
We give them eight hours, nine hours, ten hours. Nine, right. And then we complain about it for another five hours. Now they got 15 of the hours. It's true, right? So what I try to do is this. When I come home, I say, I don't want to talk about it. Because I'm not going to give them any more of my day. But then I come home and I go, man, I got a nice house. Look at that. Because of that job, I got this house. Guess what? Oh, my knee hurts. I got insurance. I got to start looking at the good things, right? So I said, man, that's right. You know, I, 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 I don't feel too good. I'm going to take off that. I got sick leave. Try to find something that you like. I just use jobs, anything else. How about your neighbor that, that you don't want to talk to, right? <laughs> it's, it's amazing, man. I don't know if my neighbor ever listens to this stuff, but uh, I want to share it because we've already had this conversation. It's amazing. I got some bushes that go down my side and his side. When his bushes grow in my yard, they're mine. When my bushes grow in his yard, they're mine. <laughs> you ever say something like that? I was like, what's up with that? I remember one time we were getting some siding on my house. And I actually, he said, you know, there's bushes to get on my yard. I said, no problem. I'll get them done. So they were putting some siding on my house and everything. They had like three or four big limbs over my house. I said, hey, your uh, limbs are getting over in my yard. He said, that's all right. You can cut them. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> Sometimes you got to take the high road. But I tell you what, overall, we get along pretty good. Because you know what? That's probably the guy's going to live beside me when I get to heaven. I might as well go ahead and get used to it now, right? You know, it's true, right? So there's different things. There's decisions. Sometimes, what is it? You can win the battle but lose the war? Or win the war or lose the battle? You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you've got to pick and choose and make those decisions. But make them through the... the the Bible, the lens of the Lord, amen? But the enemy wants to hold us back. He wants to just get at God's children any way he can. And he will make it so big and so overwhelming that you say, there's no way that I can handle it. Is there anything that God cannot handle? There's nothing. Are you a child of God? Absolutely. If you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you're a child of God. I want to give you some hope today. I want to give you some confidence today. Man, when you come out of here, you might come in like this. When you come out, y'all be ready. Have the S on here. Super, supercharged up. Well, what else do we got here? What else does the enemy try to do? What is it that fear is cheating you out of? Now, I'm going to tell you what. It can cheat you out of a few things, can it? I talk to a lot of different people. I've talked to people young, old, and everything else in between. And sometimes when I talk to folks that's got some age on them, and I ask them, would you do stuff different? They go, well, maybe I'll do this. And some people say no. But a lot of people go, man, I should have done this. Well, and I said, well, why didn't you? And I was just afraid to. I was just afraid to. Sometimes people say, well, you know, some people might be afraid to, to come to church. Let me tell you something. People, sometimes people are afraid to, church, to come to church. Why? Because what will they say? What will I wear? What will they think? Get over it. Sometimes we got to step out past that. Fear will rob you. Now, I guarantee you in a room this side, fear is, is nipping on our heels on something in each and every one of our lives. Is it fear? Well, do, do I ask for the raise or not? Do I start my own business? Do I not? Do, do I get? Do I go to the doctor to get this checked or not? I mean, there's all those things. And what I want to tell you about today is know that God can handle you. Know that God is with you. Amen. Come on. How do you turn things around? You say, you told us the problem, buddy. Now, how do we turn it around? You know, it's just like when I was younger and I, I knew about my sin. I didn't know what to do about my sin. It's just one word, Jesus. We don't have to make it hard. He did the hard part.
But think about this. So how do we turn things around? We have to trust God in His Word. We have to learn His Word. We have to remember the victories in Christ. Amen. How many people have had God bring them through the other side on one or two things? Or a hundred things? Or more things? Or on daily things? Amen. Do you know what has to happen for you to even get out of bed? You don't think about it till you're sick and you go, I can't, I can't even move. You know? Just, just to get out of bed. And there's folks that struggle with different things. Over and over. All types of stuff. You know, look at this. this I think we're the first people to ever rent this place. What a blessing, man. What a blessing. It's, you know, I, I, I have to keep forcing myself because I know what will happen. I need to force myself. And I, I'm being truthful. I hate to say that I have to force myself to look at the good in things. But I tell you what, this old flesh right here will draw me back to the negative stuff. How about you? Yeah, but I don't know what happens. They got a pole right there. I can't even hardly see Michael. Right? So, you know, when the Lord said, move. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, you know, it's a lot of things like that. We start picking little teeny things apart and stuff like that. And I'm here today. Don't pick the little things apart. Pick up on what God's doing in your life. Pick up on what God's brought you through. All right. So let's take a look at this. I said, faith sends fear on the run every time. I got a shared story. I got a shared story. I uh, wish Miles was here. He won't be able to, to come today. How many know uh, Miles' mom, Miss Geraldine, we've been praying for? If not, I hope you get to meet her sometime. She's a wonderful lady. And I've met her over the years, but as time goes on, I get to spend more time with her. And she said, well, when are you coming back? I said, you know, I'll go by and visit her stuff. And, and I know I was coming back because she's probably the only person that invited me over to her house to bring my guitar in a long time. I said, I'll be there. I'm ready. We're ready. We're going to have a hold out. We're ready to get with it. So I went and visited the other day. For y'all don't know, Miss um, Geraldine has had some health issues and everything else. And they have her on hospice care. And I don't think she would mind me sharing this because I know she won't. We talked about Jesus the other night for an hour and a half. She was just getting warmed up. I'm telling you. So I went to visit her. And um, she, she's had some different ailments and things like that. But she, she shared with me how God had really reached down and touched her in her life recently. And she knows God had been working in her life a long time. And she shared with me the different things that God had been showing her. And the confidence that she has in her situation is amazing. Because you know what? Her faith has sent her fear on the run. Now how many know a lot of times, when, when you hear that word hospice, man, you go, oh, that doesn't sound good, right? I was over visiting with her son, Zach said, Mama, you can pick and choose how you want to go out of here. You can leave healthy or you can leave sick. The Lord's already taken care of. Amen. Somebody call. Tell them we got room. Yeah. It's probably me. It's probably it's probably her saying, why didn't you come get me? <laughs> so anyway, we shared some stuff and we laughed and we, we talked about what God had been doing and, and all these different things. You got to pray with her and everything. And see, this listen to me real close. If you get an opportunity to visit with somebody, especially, especially even if they're going through a tough time, don't put that off. I know sometimes it's easy to say, well, you know, I don't really want to go. I know they're struggling or this or that maybe or whatever the case is. I'm going to tell you, every time the Lord has opened up an opportunity for me to go visit somebody, I go to be a blessing. I am the one that gets blessed. That's just the way God works it. I'm going over to pray for her, and she's sharing different things with me, and it just encourages me in the Lord. And I thought, this is amazing. So I came back to Denise and said, how's she doing? I said, you look good to me. You look good. Hair done, makeup done, everything else. So how many people went to the seafood fest so far? You know about the first person I see at the seafood fest? Miss <laughs> Geraldine. 
I'm out there. I got some place to find it. But she said, get over here. Had her brand new wheelchair. Had Zach rolling it around. I said, look at this, man. This is awesome. She's all over the place. Then I saw Zach go a little way. I said, where's your mama? He says, she right there. Waving to people everything else. I'm getting this on me. I said, man, what an inspiration. Even though we may get things in our life that scare us. And we get reports that are not exactly what we want. When we view it through the lens of God, we can have that hope. We can have that victory. Don't give the devil any due, man. Don't give him nothing. And I, it's just such an inspiration to me. We're going to continue to lift her up. But when I see somebody that I know is going through a tough time, and they just, they're, they're up on top of it. They're not in the midst of They're standing up on top of it. And it's like, well, you know what? She said, I told you, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. So I go to encourage her, and she's telling me it's going to be all right. I start crying. I want to jump up on some of that faith she's got. Man, that's good. So you know what? If you get opportunities for somebody to, to visit with people, take the decision to go visit with them. And you know what? If they're not speaking life into their life, you speak life into their life. But I guarantee you, as we share different testimonies, I came over, I was tired that day, a lot of stuff going on, different things happening, and we start talking about Jesus. And, and you don't really mean to, but you try to, and what happens is you want up somebody on the, on the Jesus story, right? Well, 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 Jesus helped me with the ingrown toenails. That ain't nothing. He, he did this for me. That ain't nothing. He did this for me. I said, you know, man, you want me to go, no, he did this. Man, you're just going off because you take the time to go back and use the word of God and faith and you start crunching that fear down to nothing. You pulverize it when you turn around and give the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I want you to hear that today. Next thing you know, the, the pain you had is, 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 is nothing compared to the grace that you receive. Other to the healing that you've got. Amen. I'm never minimizing anybody going through a tough time. I'm trying to give us the tools to come out on the other side. Amen. And we have all that we need in Christ. Let's keep on going. Look at this. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Do you feel like you got power, love, and self-discipline? He says you got it. How do we walk in that? We keep on rolling. We keep on being filled up on the Word of God. I wrote down here, I said, stop being filled up with the fear and fill up on the faith. We've got to be listening to what God says. I've shared this many times. I'm going to watch the clock here. Uh, everybody's been through something. And unfortunately, if you haven't, you probably will. I'm not preaching doom and gloom. I'm just telling you about life. But I know this. I have went through things without God. And I went through things with God. I'll stick with God. How about you? It can get lonely, dark, fearful, and scary on your own. And it can get those things for a season when you're with the Lord. But all it takes is you looking to the Lord for Him to bring the light into your life. Amen? So we want to be encouraging one another. Say amen. Everybody doing good so far? I said the fear factor cannot compete with the faith factor. So you write them notes down. Let's keep on rolling. Doubt is deadly. Anybody, anybody got somebody just, just, oh, they just doubt all the time. I got to tell you this one. I, I got to tell you this one. Me and my buddy love picking up cars and trading them and flipping them all this. Bought a car yesterday, me and my buddy. Prayed about it. Went and got the car. Everything's good and everything else. I sent a picture to my aunt. Right? She said, well, I hope it ain't been flooded. I said, No. Well, did you look up all on it? 
Now, I want to tell you, I've had like 50 cars in my lifetime. None of them ain't worth much, but over time, I've messed with a lot of cars. But she's getting, she didn't say, you know, that really looks nice. That's good. Hope that works out for you. Well, well, how many miles is on it? 88,000. That's good. That's like half of what it's supposed to have on it. Oh. Why am I bringing this in? I'm not putting my aunt down. Love her to pieces. But she has, occasionally, she can work you over. Amen. She can do this. Anybody get one of them? Like this. And she went through about four or five other negative things. And I had, so I said, I got the Carfax. It's good. I just washed it. Denise likes it. Everything is good then. See, that's it. Mama's on board. Everything's cool, right? And she goes, oh, that's nice. <laughs> After, like, choo, 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 oh, oh, that's nice. Well, you know, why don't we just start there, right? Why is it you can't be happy for somebody else? Tip of the day, be happy for somebody else. Just be happy for somebody else. Be happy for yourself. Amen? Because if you're happy for yourself, this will spill out to somebody else. Somebody gets something else. Man, you know, I like that. That's awesome. That's great. That's good. I'm not getting sidetracked. What I'm saying is people speak doubt. And then I could have said, well, you know, I didn't look at that. That car might have been flooded. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. I see rustling in there. Oh, 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 oh. Next thing I got myself all worked up. But the good thing is I got a partner. I'll say, you know what? That's on your side. My side looks good. I'm teasing. Hope you don't listen to this one. No. <laughs> but you know what? We've got a great partner. We got somebody that goes before us, and his name is Jesus. So, what happens when we start dealing with doubt? Let's look at this. What would happen if you just believed? I say this every now. Just what would happen if you just believe? If you just trust God at His word? That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Got one for you. How many people here have trusted the Lord Jesus Christ to be their Lord and Savior for them to spend eternal life in heaven? Most hands, most everywhere. And if not, I pray you do before you go. If you can trust the Lord Jesus Christ to hold you for eternity, can you trust, can you trust him with your rent money? Can you, can you trust him with the ache and the pain? I'm not minimizing these things that are, that, that are for real when we go through it. I want to I show you up against the backdrop of how good God is. In any way it shakes out, if you're still walking with the Lord and God's, God's not going to leave you, amen? You win. What did we say earlier? We win. We win. I want y'all to hear that today. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody. Probably starting with, stop living in the past. Anybody live in the past? Man, I do every time I get in the mirror. I go, man, what happened to you? Gravity, man. Most of y'all heard me say this, man, one time Denise stopped by. I was in there brushing my teeth and I was flexing and doing all. She said, what are you doing? I said, look at this thing. I said, I told you when I hit 50, I was going to have the best shaped body that I ever had. She said, oh. And then I thought, I just didn't know it was going to look like a pear. <laughs> I'm telling you. I said, wow, what's going on with that? Things change. People change. Situation changes. God never changes. Amen? That's what I want you to hear today. So let's worship Him. Stop living in the past. Stop beating yourself up for something that happened 10 years ago. Two weeks ago. Last week. Last night. Turn it back over to God. And keep on moving. I remember one time, Thomas always tells a story on my dad. Now, my dad was probably like 78 at the time. A lot of you guys had moms and dads work hard, all that, what you did, all this stuff. And we went over to help Paul, Paul, right, like he really needed some help. We went over there to help him till his garden. Uh, or already says, uh-huh. Because <laughs> this got to be just so. 
So I go over there, super dad, and Thomas was like eight or so. I said, let me see, I'm going to have pop pop here. Let me get it. When he's out there, my dad's chewing the back, of pants hanging all down, got his head on, hat on sideways. See, everybody think they just started that. My dad started that a long time ago. <laughs> had that back like this. He said, son, you got to choke the engine. I said, well, that's all right. You got to choke it. You got to pull it like that. Pull it like that. He said, you just need to do it like this. And got it going. Okay, I'll give you that. We get out there. He said, look, I need that roll right, right down there like this. I said, no problem. I said, Tom, watch this. Boom. I put it in the course. Everybody that knows me, what I do? Nice. <laughs> it's got to go in high gear. Boom. All the way through the water. I got it wide open. Well, man, that thing starts digging in. And I'm going like this. And I'm over in the beans, beans and I'm over on Mrs. Arger's fence and everything else. And Thomas, my boy loves me. He jumped in to try to help me. And we're going like this, dragging me and Thomas all over there. My dad goes over there and goes like this and goes, knocks it out of gear. He said, uh, let, let me show you a little there. So he starts it up, puts it back in gear, and commences to show me how to do it with one hand while he's lecturing me with the other hand. <laughs> You know, that's the kind of thing you wish your son would forget. That's like, Dad, that's, like, that's my boy right there. You don't have to do that. You know, the doubt was this. I, I, I don't want to live that in the past. I was like, oh, I got it. So he just got lucky. You know, he, you know. No. You can learn from people. You can learn from the past, but you don't have to stay there. I said, it's okay to visit, but you got to move on. you got to move on. Thank the moment my dad didn't say, you know that time that I had to do that to you out there? You, you know, make it look bad? One other day, it's story real fast. Was taking karate, all that stuff. You know, I love messing with my dad. Me and my boys love to wrestle. How many guys love to wrestle with the kids? Y'all are missing out. Do it early, because later on they will hurt you. So I get about 18 or something, man. I'm doing karate and stuff, everything else. I go, I moved out. My dad's out there. And my mom said, Buddy, don't. His name's Buddy, I'm Buddy. Buddy, don't. Yes, I said, I said, I said, you know what I learned something last night? I said, I can put you in this bear hug, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. I wouldn't do that. That's what he said. I said, come on, I can do it. Now we're just having fun. He said, well, go ahead, big boy. My mom's at the door. Buddy, don't. Buddy, don't. I get about under his, his thinking tree out there. I get in. And I put my neck, like I don't know what he gives me a hug. Put my chin right there. I said, what you going to do now? He said, do you got me? I said, well, I got you. I said, you can't do nothing about it. I got you. And my dad did this. I went, I can still hear my mom say, pick him up and say, I'll be all right. He said, I can't believe you paid people to beat you up. I do it for free. <laughs> oh, yeah. Doubt is deadly. I doubt that he could do that, but he could, right? I don't want to live in the past. I want to learn from the past and move to the future, amen? Let's keep on going. Never at all moment. Don't doubt your future in Christ. A lot of times, when things come up, we doubt. Maybe we doubt we're, we're, that we're really saved. When I first got saved, I thought, if I was really saved, how could I possibly just do that? If I was really saved, how could I do this? And the Lord sat me down and gave me scripture after scripture, and it wasn't about me, it was about God. And that took all the pressure off. See, I thought I was going to have to be a certain way and do this and do this and do this and do this and do that. And, and all these little mechanical things. That's religion. And I'm going to want you to listen real close. We're saved by grace through faith, not that of ourselves. It's a gift to God. When you receive that gift of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're saved and sealed. Amen. 
You might booger it up every now and then. I don't know if that's a real word. You can look it up. You might mess it up here and there. But guess what? God is the one that is faithful to hold you the whole way through. Amen. Never have to doubt that again. So we can have confidence in Christ. Confidence in Christ is always the key to victory. Amen. Over and over and over. I said worry is a waste. We talk about worry a lot. Why? Because we worry a lot. We just are, we worry a lot. I told you I come from a long line of worriers, man. And I don't like to worry. Do you think I might worry a little bit? <laughs> oh, I don't know if it's going to rain tomorrow. Now you better get this on. That's why we got our umbrella. Yeah, but if that umbrella out there and it strikes lightning, it might like take you an earl out. Oh, oh, you better. Oh, it looks like it's going to be hot today. You know, it doesn't matter. It's just the weather, the this, the that. And I don't know about you. I can't control the weather much. I can't control a lot of things. And what I find is when I give it to God, it's a whole lot better off in His hands than it is mine anyway. Amen. That, how many heard that song, Jesus Take the Wheel? I don't know all the words, but it's got a catchy little twang in there. Jesus Take the Wheel. I need him to take the wheel. And usually the time I offer up the wheel is when I'm about way down in the ditch like that one right out there. But you know what? Here's the good news. He'll still come and get you. He'll still come and get you. So we need to have confidence in Christ always. Today's message is about knowing that God is faithful. Amen? No matter what you're going through. Let's keep on going. How many people... I've been to a point in your life that they just felt worthless. You don't have to raise your hand to say amen. Sometimes we just feel like we're just, just worthless. It's a man, I've, I've just done too much. I've just, this is not good. I can't do like little Johnny does. I can't do this like Susie did. And all these things we got, I can't, I can't, I can't. I want you today to take and put in this. I can do all things through Christ. Amen. So let's look at worry versus peace. That's a good picture right there, Lucy. Oh man, I love that. Let's give you some scripture on this here today. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. And thank Him for all He has done. How often do we do that? From time to time? I think daily is a good time. If not, even more than that, right? So then you will experience God's peace. How many people can use a little bit more of God's peace? Amen. I don't know, this is for us today. Which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your mind as you live in Christ Jesus. As you live, continue on in Christ Jesus. Amen? We get all wrapped up around stuff that we can't do anything about. But we know that we can have peace because we have a relationship with the Prince of Peace. Amen? A Prince of Peace, Lord Jesus Christ. You got some people that actually brag about how much they worry. You ever seen it? Oh, I was worried about that. Whew. Man, I was worried about, oh, that ain't nothing. You was worried about that? I was worried about three more things. You ever seen that? Oh, man, oh, that, that ain't nothing. I'm worried. Why do we worry? Worry doesn't change anything. Faith changes things. God changes us to adapt to the situation. Amen? And I love this. Let's go back to this. It says, then you will experience God's peace. Which exceeds anything you can even understand. We can't even understand how we can have peace. I'm going to go back to Miss Josephine. I sat down with her and she told me the doctor report. Family told me the doctor report. How does she got peace? Because she's got Jesus. Amen? It is amazing. It's amazing. She said, it's all good. It's all good. Man, when my dad passed away, same thing. He said, well, I didn't think I was going to live this long anyway. And he told me, he said, you got to promise me something. What's that? 
do not preach any doom and gloom about funeral because I know where I'm going. I want to finish on a note like that. How about you guys? I want to finish on a note and go, hey man, I tell you what, I can't wait to get this new body because this was looking pretty rough, you know? I wore right on out. I want to come out, man, still going, pointing to Christ, still going. We don't know how we'll go out, but I'll tell you what, if I get my mind and my heart and everything focused on that, then every day I can move forward in what God has done for me and what God has done for us. And share it with people, man. Share it with people. If you're a Christian and your lip is down to your shin, people are not going to be real excited about knowing about Jesus. Oh, man, I got this going on in my life. I hear you're a Christian. Yeah, I'm a Christian. Well, what's that? I don't know. You probably ought to pray about that. What's wrong? I'm just beat down, tired. Where is it working me over, right? You're not, a, you're not a real good poster child for Jesus, amen? I'm not saying that you don't feel like that, but I think what's happened is we rehearse the hurt so much. Start giving voice to what God's done for you. If you have to do it in the mirror, say, speaking in the mirror, I don't care. Anybody, we write some stuff down from time to time, journal some stuff down from time to time. And, and I don't like writing. I used to talk to myself. I have a little thing. I said, this is what God did for me today. This is boom, 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 boom. And I'm going to tell you what God did this and God did this. And man, I found some of those not too long ago. And I was like, whoo, man, God loves you, boy. Look out. He loves you all the same, too. Just to hear that, play back over there, listen to that stuff. And, I, and a lot of times when God has like a major thing that he shows me, I record it and I listen to it later. And I, and I think... Why is it when I shared that story, that testimony, five years later, that I didn't have the same zeal? Because I think what happens is that you start letting the ways of the world in. And I like going back and listening to that. Listen, sometimes I even listen to some of the messages that we've done in the past, and I go, man, that was fresh, that was right when that happened. This is not a buddy that I'm talking about when God has done something in my life. You know, God sends you to the hospital to see somebody. When God does some major healing in somebody's life. When God turns around and saves a bunch of folks. I mean, any of those things. And you're all excited about it. And then, why do we kind of fan out and flame Jesus? Because you know what? We let the worry of the world creep in. And it's easy to do. But what I'm telling you today is, man, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace. It doesn't say, well, maybe you will. It's about a 50-50 shot. It says, then you will experience God's peace, which extends, that exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart. We need our heart guarded from the things of the world. We need our heart guarded from, from the enemy, amen? And God says his word will do that. So I'm giving you the tools today, and I'm preaching to me first. Let's keep on rolling. I said, worry doesn't get the problem solved. If it was, me and my family, we'd have it down. We'd have it down. Well, we could worry, man, we worry you right up to wherever you need to be. But worry doesn't do anything. Man, buddy, you keep saying that. Guess what? If you got all the phone calls that I got over the last 20 years, you'd be saying the same thing. I'm not putting anybody down. I'm even saying the same thing to me when I look in the mirror. Oh, man, I don't know what I'm going to do about that. But that's when, when it's good to have your partner come along, right? Your wife, your friend. And say, you know what? We're just going to trust God for that. We're just going to trust God for that. You know, I'll say this since he's not here. Thomas, don't worry. I ain't never seen nothing like it. He don't worry. 
You know, we said, uh, he'd been at the shipyard maybe a year or something like that, just got married, got his house and everything. He said, hey man, uh, what, what you, you know, what's going on? Mom and dad want to know how, they might do some layoffs there. He said, yeah, I heard something about that. <laughs> he said, I pray about it every day. He said, mom, if I lose my job, you guys got something better. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, he might come home. <laughs> yeah, what he said. God's going to give you something better. Woo. I remember Thomas came home, he was going about a month. He goes, yeah, i got to get a few things. Where's my room? <laughs> He's had an office up in there, man. You're always welcome. But you know what? The worry. When you see somebody that worries, and it makes them old, and it makes them tense, and it makes them just bitter. And then you see somebody that doesn't worry. Now, I'm not talking about living whatever and letting somebody else have to worry about it. I'm talking about having confident hope in, in, in Christ. Yeah. And, and I, I say that about Thomas. I'm not bragging on my boy on that aspect. It's just somebody I deal with that doesn't worry. I wish that I worried as less as he does. It, it just doesn't happen. But I know for a fact that he's reading the word. He's done that word. You know, a lot of times when we get ready to, to leave, I'm like, man, I didn't know that, man. That's pretty good. That's pretty cool. If you take time to fill up on the word of God, it will squish out your fear and your worry. And fill you with peace. Amen. You got his word on. You got his word on. Let's keep on going. How about this here? First Peter 5, 7. Give all your words and cares to God for he cares about you. Anybody believe that? Everybody believes that. How often do we do it? Eh, not so much. Challenge this week is to give all your worries and cares to God. And this is when people say, yeah, but. It didn't say yeah, but. It said, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. We've got some great, great scriptures pulled out today, and God's word is filled with his promises. But there we go. We need to release that grief and grab the grace. And I pray that's what's happening today. You say, well, man, but I, I, don't, I don't know uh, about this and that and everything. Take some time to pray. Take some time to pray. You can never go wrong spending time with the Lord. Amen? Let's keep on going here. i got a couple little things and we're going to wrap it up. That's kind of cool, isn't it? I said, he has prepared us for this very thing is God who has given us the spirit as a guarantee. We are secure in Christ. If you're here today, I, don't, I, I, I want to package this message in this. If you have Put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ by asking the Lord to come into your life and forgive you of your sin. You have security in Christ. In crisis, you have Christ. Amen. I want you to hear that today because a lot of things can get stripped away in this life. Our health, our money, our family, different things like that. But I'm going to tell you what, you can still be secure in the Lord. I said there's security in Christ. And I said, so today that's what the whole decision is. Have you put your faith and trust in, in Christ? You say, but all your messages always come back to that. Yes, they do. Why is that? Because that is the only thing that will change your life for the better. It is the only thing that you will have when you have nothing else that cannot be stripped from you. That is the best thing in the world. To know the Lord. And it seems like we run from it so often. I know I did. 30 years. 30 years. I had opportunity, now that I look back, after opportunity to know Christ. 
But aren't you afraid? You said, how are you afraid? Because I wasn't a really nice guy. You know? Story after story after story after story. It's like, I knew this. I told you before. It's real easy to realize that you're a sinner. Has anybody had any problem realizing that they are a sinner? The Bible says it right for us. It says, all sinners fall short of the glory of God. But when I found out that God would take me just the way I am, I got a little excited about it. How about you? I got real excited about that. When I found out that Jesus Christ gave his life for me, you got to make it personal, for me, I got excited about it. The switch went on. You mean he did that for me? You mean I can't measure up? I don't have to do anything but just trust him? Just trust him? How many people believe when they get out of here today that their car will start? Most everybody. You trust a man-made starter. And a lot of people won't trust Jesus. Amen? I'm trying to break it down to make it simple. Because it really is simple for us. He did the hard part. So I want you to know today that God is for you. And I want you to know today that you know what? We don't have to be afraid. Look at our verse. I want you guys to get that down this week. In God I trust. And I am not afraid. Fear will rob you. Fear will, will cause you to respond in a way that God maybe wouldn't want you to. But faith will always point you to Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for today. And uh, I just love all that you do for us, Lord, and how you provide for us. And Lord, I just thank you that, uh, you know, you provide a place for this to go on today. We live in a country that we can come and freely share what you've done. And Lord, that you just, you're just amazing. And Lord, sometimes I just don't have the words in this body to praise you like you need to be praised. But Father, I thank you for each one here. And I know that I have friends and family going through some difficult times. I lift them up to you right now. Lord, you know what they are. For healing. For decisions to be made that will impact their lives. For decisions that will impact their family's life. We don't take it lightly, Lord. But we take them to you. And so, Lord, if there's one here that maybe does not know you as Lord and Savior, I pray that today is the day that they do. That they make that decision. That they make the decision to say, you know what? Today I realize that I'm not complete without Christ. Today I realize that there's only one way to heaven. is through Jesus Christ. Today, Lord, come into my life. I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus. I believe in my heart that God has raised you from the dead. Lord, take me as I am. Forgive me of my sin. I turn to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap.